Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning once again. Welcome into our number two of our outdoor show upcoming. we got Mike Gallo. We'll have uh, our pedaling reporter. Some people call it paddling. Kayaker Eric Mohabarak and also Ryan Lambert is going to join us. Then on our live stream program, we're going to take you out to duck blinds all across the state and get you in the blind action as we close out the first split of the duck season in Louisiana. In the meantime, we get lots of text messages coming in to 870-870. We invite you to send yours. Uh, here's one that says, I recommend all listeners watch the Outdoor Channel show Hunter Nation featuring Donald Trump Jr. It aired for the first time yesterday at 6. He's an avid outdoorsman, stresses we have to be focused and vocal with our representatives on issues because we're constantly under attack from anti-gun movement and environmentalists. All right. Then we have this one. Mr. Don, I heard you talking about sheephead, how hard it is to clean them. My dad showed me to use a spoon to scale them, and it's so easy you would not believe it. I like baking the whole fish with lemon juice, butter, and Tony seasoning. Try it next time. Yep, bacon, it's one way. You can fry them. Uh, you know, it's a good way to do it. You take it and wrap it in cheesecloth. Just cut the head off. Leave the scale and the skin on it and boil it in your favorite crab boil or crawfish boil. Just for about five minutes, let it soak for about 30 and all of the skin scales all pulls off, and you got you some pretty good-tasting mock crab meat. In fact, it may be better than crab. It's delicious. Yeah, we're going to feature some recipes when we do that feature on Bayou Wild TV. Uh, here's one that says, no offshore reports. You always seem to cut his time short. Talking about Daryl. Well, Daryl, like, in all of our field reporters, I leave it up to them what topics to talk about. And what's most important, what's the best, and what's the most appealing to the audience, I leave that up to them. Uh, Daryl no longer does offshore fishing charters. He does get some reports. I guess this time of year, I mean, you got the extended snapper season going on. There's been some wahoo caught, but it's not one of the priorities. Uh, we try to get as much information as we can. Hope that explains it for you. Uh, here's Perry from Galliano. He limited out on bass twice this week out of La Rose on half-ounce rattle traps and suspended jerkbait. Caught some beautiful bass. Waiting for more cold fronts next week. Good deal, Perry. Glad for you to give us a report, too. Today, December 7th, special anniversary day. If you're looking on Facebook and social media right now, you'll obviously see a couple of pictures popping up. It's all over the place. It's by Bayou Wild TV. It was published by Chris Lecoq, our editor. And on this day, December 7th, two years ago, 2017, myself, Martha Spencer, and Chris made our first trip together as the Bayou Wild TV team. Martha got her very first ever deer. That became our pilot episode. It was a great time at the Sanctuary Lodge near Woodville, Mississippi. And the morning after our hunt, we had a beautiful snow, a heavy snow, and it flocked the whole area. We got some gorgeous footage, and I think it was just a sign of the, the things to come with that program. And I can tell you I certainly have enjoyed working with Chris and Martha, and we will be beginning our fourth season. It's going to premiere in February this coming year, and we've still got a lot for you to watch on season number three. In fact, the current program that's airing right now uh, it, it features Mike Smith, a five-time Louisiana State duck calling champion, giving some 
calling tips. Last week we filmed a, a show with him in Delacro. Uh, Dudley Vandenbar, the legend of Lake Pontchartrain. We caught a mix of fish. That's also featured in another one of those uh, mouth-watering recipes from our, our chef in-house, Chef John Foltz, who, by the way, I'm proud to tell you won the Ellen Brennan Award for Hospitality, and there's going to be a special gala event coming up next month, and uh, we want to congratulate our friend Chef John Foltz, uh, the premier chef and wild game and seafood expert in the state of Louisiana. By the way, uh, you can catch that program by UL TV, Cox Sports TV, 9 o'clock this morning it'll be on. Tomorrow at 8 a.m., and again at 7 p.m. on Sunday night. That's our regular scheduled time. They give us a lot of extra runs. And then on Thursday, December the 12th, a regular schedule, 7 p.m. 7 o'clock prime time. It also airs on Channel 54 in New Orleans. If you get up early with me on Saturday mornings, even before we come on, 4 a.m., it's on Channel 54. You need no cable. That is a regular broadcast channel, as is WBRZ in Baton Rouge. And it comes on there in about 20 minutes. That is Channel 2 in Baton Rouge. And we're also on other systems. And anytime you want to watch it anywhere you are, don't forget about the YouTube channel. Just go to BayouWildTV.com. You can watch all the past episodes and also the current one. Anyway, uh, congratulations to uh, my fellow partners in this venture, Bayou Wild TV, Martha Spencer and Chris Lecoq, uh, celebrating our second anniversary of putting shows together today. All right, got some more text messages coming in at 870-870. That's where you can send yours. And right on the back side of this break, Captain Mike Gallo, have boat, will travel. Find out where he's headed today, what he's been catching, and how you can put that information to work for you. It's what we do right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's talk to Captain Mike Gallo. His reports are brought to you each each week by CETO. You know CETO. They'll come get you wherever you are and wherever you need them 24-7. They'll tow you in, jumpstart you. Mostly what you're getting is peace of mind because you'll know that rescue is only one call away. You get a whole year's worth for $179. I strongly suggest you become a member Sign your friends up. Give it as Christmas gifts. You can do it by calling Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or sign up online at com. Captain Mike joins us now. And, Captain Mike, if you would, kind of recap your week for us and tell us what the prospects are for this weekend. Well, Don, let's see. Monday it was very windy ahead of a front, and I made my way over to the Pearl River. I had two local guys down from the Metairie area. And in the Pearl River, we caught a big variety of fish, freshwater catfish, bass, some redfish. We didn't catch a single speckled trout. Water was on the dirty side. But that's what we mainly caught over there. We ended up with 20-something fish. I was doing a story for a local magazine. One of the gentlemen that I fished with is blind, and he became blind over 20 years ago, but one of the first things he wanted to do when he got his health back, this was a shooting accident, but um, he wanted to get back to hunting and fishing. And he actually does hunt. Got a special made rifle with the scope off to the side, and his good buddy aims for him or tells him where to aim. I should put it that way. So it was a very... uh, I enjoyed fishing with them. They were a lot of fun to fish with. They're lifelong friends. And it'll be a good story coming out in January of next year. Anyway, Tuesday was rainy. I did not fish. 
Wednesday and Thursday, I was down by the Mr. Go. Did very well down there, moving water. I started off in deep water, and as the water warmed up and got into the middle of the day, we moved towards shallow water. I fished both live shrimp on a drop shot rig or various plastics, gulp shrimp on the bottom, bounced along, or either the matrix shed, bounced along the bottom, had equal success with both. Obviously, I like to start out with the live shrimp, get the fish kind of biting, figure out what they want, and then move with, the, you know, slide in some plastic and see if that'll also work and it'll extend your bite a little longer. Uh, yesterday, had a boat go out into Lake Pontchartrain and did pretty well in Lake Pontchartrain, fishing uh, several of the bridges, mainly the Highway 11 bridge and the train bridge. So that'll probably be my first stop today. One of the bridges close by, give that a look, see how that works out for an hour or so. And if that doesn't provide what I would like, I'll make my way towards the intercoastal waterway and then down to the Mr. Go. And we'll try drop shots, maybe a sliding cork and plastic. So that'll be the game plan. Sounds like a good plan. Let me ask you this. We had a warm-up in air temperature this week. Did it have enough impact on the water temperature to change any of the fish patterns, or is it pretty much the same that it's been for the last several weeks? Well, I think the fall pattern is definitely well established by now. And earlier we talked about starting deep and fishing shallower as the day went on. And I believe it was a couple of weeks ago we talked about you don't think shallow could be 13 feet. But that would be, that's where they seem to be hanging out more middle of the day. Whereas when I started, I was fishing more in the Mr. Go towards the middle, positioning myself along the ledge and cast towards the open water in deeper water, worked parallel to the ledge. And then as the day warmed up, the fish seemed to move closer into the rocks and be in, and be in that 8 to 13 feet of water. And we'd move along. And I try to stay a little more than a cast away from the rocks because everybody wants to cast towards the rocks, the visual structure, and they get snagged. So if I can stay just outside of that, you know, not get too many snags, and that's where the fish have been hanging. It's really been a good pattern for us this week, and I don't see that it would change. Um, even with the water not moving, yesterday the tide was smaller than today. And uh, the fish bit best early. We had the majority of our catch by, say, 10 o'clock. But they're still there, you know, as the day progresses into lunchtime. Just got to kind of work for them a little harder later in the day. All right. All sounds very good, interesting, and uh, potential for a productive day out there on the water. Hopefully, uh, looks like the rain has pretty much moved out. I don't see anything on the radar. Winds are not going to get that bad. Just wish we had a little bit more time, but, hey, you can't have it all. It's going to be a lot of fish to be caught. Mike, you're at aaofla.com. We've got you on uh, my website. Even got a picture there. You can check Mike out at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Give them the business line if they want to give you a call and talk about going fishing with you. Well, the business line is 985-781-7811. The only caution I would also uh, add to our report is uh, with the north wind, we'll have some low water, and obviously that can provide some 
navigational hazards. I have seen several boats uh, aground in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the two boats that I spoke to, both were CETO members and help was on the way. So I just made sure everybody was okay on the boat. And when they were, we moved on. Uh, so that's just one of the things you need to be careful. Low water. Make sure you know where you are and what the tide's doing, rising or falling. Yep, it's that time of year. But you're always safe in Pontchartrain. Never saw anybody run aground in Lake Pontchartrain. <laughs> no, hadn't done that yet. Mike, have a good weekend, my friend. We will talk to you uh, one week from today. We'll get another report from you. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All righty. Captain Mike Gallo taking the boat out. Have's boat. We'll travel. Coming back after this, text messages. Paddler's report for you kayakers with Eric Mohabarak. Ryan Lambert on the final weekend of the first split of duck season, getting to sum up what it was like down near the mouth of the river, and lots more stuff you and I love to talk about. We do it every Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Coming up momentarily, our paddler slash peddlers report, but I did want to pass along this text to you. I got someone that texted me and said that, you know, that I travel the roads a little bit more than they do and want to know about any good breakfast spots prior to a fishing trip. I got a few, but I'd like to have the listeners participate in this. If you've got a great hot spot, a regular place you stop on your way to the fishing hole for a breakfast or a meal, uh, let us know. Text it to us at 870-870. We'll share that information with our audience. All right, uh, Eric Mahabarak joins us. Louisiana Kayak Company and production is brought to you by Massey's. What is going on over at Massey's? They are kind of the home for the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club members. Yeah, they got all kinds of stuff going on right now. Actually, they got a great deal going on on the uh, green eggs, you know, those those uh, barbecue pits, uh, or I guess smoker barbecue pit oven. I don't even know what to call it. It's really nice. You can get the large for eight ninety nine. That's a sale that'll be running on through uh, first of the year. Uh, also, they have uh, their 2019 demo model kayaks on sale. You might be able to save a few dollars on a couple kayaks. Um, and also some of their uh, 2020 uh, uh, models do have a, a discount on them going on. Uh, I'm not sure the models offhand, but uh, I, I know it was mentioned to me, and I just can't remember which ones. Um, also, uh, they are having a demo day on December 14th, and uh, the big announcement, I guess, would be for what's going on uh, in the kayaking world is the uh, new 360 Hobie PA, and, and we'll have one out there. Um, and I am fortunate enough to have one, uh, thanks to Hobie and Massey's. Uh, it's an incredible boat. Um, that's where the uh, drive spins 360 degrees around. Kind of imagine a trolling motor, how you can spin it around. It's the same way, Don. Yep. It's a pretty interesting vessel, man. Actually gives you a reverse. Now, where is that demo day going to be? Well, it's going to be right there at the Deutsches House on uh, Bayou St. John. That's the easiest thing to look up is the Deutsches House. You park right there in the parking lot, come out, try a couple of uh, kayaks, walk in there, get some food, you know, maybe a beer, a little, little libation. Um, it's a great little spot for, for people to try out the kayaks, you know, especially folks that are new to kayaking. You know, they got the life preservers and everything you need. Uh, you sign a waiver and you go out and give it a try and you can try as many different ones as you want also um if they have a, a specific model kayak you want to try like a compass or a pro angler or whatever 
you know, give them a call and make sure that they're bringing that kayak out for you. And they'll, they'll be glad to bring out, you know, whatever model or style of kayak that you, you want to try, um, you know, if they carry the brand, of course, you know. But it, it's a good deal, you know, go out there and, and maybe go hit the park afterwards or something, you know, and do a little, little bassing or something around there. And uh, it's, it's a good day, you know. To, to go out yeah, it's very like close that. to very close to City Park to give people a little perspective yeah. of where the Deutsches House is, and it's yeah. located right there on Bayou St. John. Nice little body of water, easy little paddling up and down. All right, let's get to some fishing reports. Uh, you've been to Shell Beach. You made a visit to Robbie Campbell. What happened when you went there? Did he kick yeah, you out, charge you yeah. double? What How did he take care of you? Oh, man, he, you know, of course, you know, he lets the kayakers launch for free, man. You can't beat that anywhere in the world. And, you know, their the family is taking care of, of people – you know, he's taking care of the family, you know, when Kenny and them had it, it you know, unbelievable. Uh, they uh, they just take good care of you with the service and everything. If you need anything, they're right there. You know, they got great live bait, you know. Uh, but we went out there, and it was mainly to try out that new new 360. And um, we caught, a, you know, a few bass, like trout, redfish, handful of fish or whatever, you know. But we mainly out there to test the boats. But we had an excellent day. And uh, it was really a nice time out there, you know. Couldn't complain about it all. And it's close proximity of fishing, you know. You don't have to go that far, you know. Uh, we did have a north wind, a little dirty water blowing in, you know, from the lake. But but we got up in the ponds and we, we threw some uh, jerk baits and some spinner blades and stuff like that. And, and it worked out for us, you know, enough to get a few pictures and things like that. But a uh, good time over there, man. I suggest everybody go sec- check those guys out over there, you know. Um, yeah, and Eric, and, uh, for, uh, for people yeah. who like instant gratification, Fushon, you ain't got to go far to find fish right now in a kayak, do you? Yeah. No, you don't. Actually, they're catching them a, a thousand yards off the road, even closer than that. Um, you know, the reds, of course, they're coming up on the flats, you know, uh, out of the deeper water and cruising the banks. You can actually see them. All you need to do is have a good pair of polarized glasses, you know, and then they've been catching limits of trout, you know, uh, in, in like the deeper turns and stuff in the bayous, you know. Uh, kind of like what, what Mike said about, you know, 12, 13 foot of water, some 8 foot of water over there. Um, you know, the, the baits, you know, any any bait, you know, plastic you can you cast at it. The gulps work well. That's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, you can use saltwater assassin, matrix shad uh, for the reds and stuff like that. Um uh, same thing with the trout. Just kind of bounce them off the bottom, you know. I should have said spoon, too, for the reds because that works well. Uh, but, uh, you know, you kind of bouncing it off the bottom. Um, maybe even, you know, like a slip cork or, uh, you know, one of those four horseman corks. With, depending on how deep of water you're fishing, you got to adjust it right. But it seems mainly that bouncing it off the bottom has been working, you know, nice twitch or something like that. Uh, I know my buddy went yesterday, and he ended up just swimming the baits. And he was catching them in about uh, eight feet of water, so he did really, really good, you know. And then, uh, down right, you know, where I'm at, yeah, yeah, your ahead. home field, yeah. Tell us about your home field. Yeah, yeah the home Plackmans. field is, is, is yeah, Plaquemines. <laughs> it's 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 really phenomenal down there. Um, catching fish from Myrtle Grove all the way down to, to Venice, you know, uh, Tidewater Road, Yellow Cotton Bay, uh, Beers, um, you know, the 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 behind the school. Uh, it, it's just really on fire, uh, you know, and, and, you know, pretty much the same deal, you know, casting for the reds and, and, and fishing them trout out in the open bays and stuff over the reefs. But, uh, you know, something that, that's really good this time of year to look at is, uh, you know, you, you, 
you know, some people are, are doing this, taking some dead bait and going find a, a reef in a little bit deeper water, you know, anywhere from five to, to ten feet of water and uh and, and throwing a, the dead shrimp on the bottom. And they're getting a variety of fish, you know, uh, drum, reds, and they'll pick up a, a trout or two, you know, but it ends up with a mixed bag of fish. At the end of the day, you got a box full of fish, you know. And uh, it's all good eating fish. and It's something you can even take the kids to do. It's, it's simple fishing, but, but it, it puts meat in the boat, you know. And, uh, it, all right, Eric, uh, cool. uh, I got an assignment for you before you come on next all time. Right. When you come on with us next time, it's going to be about four or five days left of Christmas shopping. I want you to put together a little stocking stuffer list for kayakers, things that people may not think to get a kayaker if they know someone who has a kayak and they fish from it, some little items that, that would be good in the stocking. You know, that's no problem. And that's a good thing to do, you know, because there's a lot of options out there that, that, that you know, oh, what am I going to get him? I know he likes to fish in the kayaks, but I don't know about it, you know. Uh, and you know, if they want to give them the a wives. trip, a, a, gift, a gift certificate with a trip with you, how do they get that? Uh, they just contact me on my phone, and we'll work it out from there, 504-313-8292, or look me up on Facebook and send me a message, and uh, we'll, we'll We'll be in contact with you, and, and it's no problem. We can work that out also. You know, that makes a great gift, um, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, especially if you get to go uh, with them, too, make it a trip for two. Hey, Eric, uh, before yeah. you go, one more thing. Um, we're asking people, favorite breakfast stop before a trip. I know you're kind of a fishing gourmet. You, you, you like your food. You're a pretty good cook. I see all the pictures of stuff you're cooking. Where's one of your favorite places to stop for a breakfast before a fishing trip? Well, uh, they got a, a place called Thompson's Kitchen down in uh, Fort Salfa, and uh, they, they've been open for about two years now, and uh, they're doing really well. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite places to go to. Um, and then, you know, uh, just just old sausage biscuit, and then, you know, any donut shop is always good, Don. <laughs> it doesn't matter the name <laughs> of the donut shop. Right. Just get the donuts. <laughs> you got it. Uh, and nothing but grease and uh, bread and sugar. They you get the same everywhere you go. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate need, your report. Your See you next yeah. time. Yes, sir. See All right, you next have time. a good one. All right. All right, there he goes, paddling off or pedaling off into the sunrise. All right, we'll be right back. It's bad boy time. Yep, guy got a little carried away with his red drum and his black drum. We'll tell you his story right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're asking you uh, – Good breakfast spots. What's your hot spot for a breakfast before you get to the hot spot for the fishing? Uh, 870, 870, you can text us a quick message. I see we have a duck hunter in Gaydon says, no ducks. It's quiet down there. How unusual that is for this time of year. Uh, here's one that says, the gas station right before the Violet Bridge has good breakfast. Nice people serving, too. I, th- I forget the name of that, but it's right there before the uh, the bridge, and it's uh, on Colonial Drive. South something, I think, is the name. I'm familiar with the place. Here's one that says Captain Larry's has the best sausage and egg cheese biscuits. I believe Captain Larry's is down Highway 23, Port Sulphur, Bell Chase area. Anyway, maybe give us some better directions on that. All right, here's the text. It seems that the bag limits on migratory birds should be standardized throughout their migration route. We have a problem with higher bag limits in Mexico and South America. Thanks for those comments. If you got a hot breakfast spot, text it, 870-870. Right after this quick station identification pause, we're going to be back to tell you about this week's Bad Boy of the Outdoors after our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
Well, recently, a Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agent observed a subject leaving a Plaquemines Parish fishing spot and conducted a creel limit and license inspection. The agent found Tyrone Gauthier in possession of 26 redfish and three black drum. Problem was, 24 of those red drum and all three black drum were under the legal size limit of 16 inches. They cited him for possessing over the limit of red drum, taking undersized red drum, and taking undersized black drum. The agent seized all of the fish, donated them to a local charity. If convicted, facing a maximum fine and civil restitution penalties of $2,938.22 and 120 days in jail is 22-year-old Tyrone Golche of Ama, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Whew, almost three grand for a bunch of little redfish and drum. Not worth it, folks. Coming back after this, we're going to talk more about Plaquemines Parish. Ryan Lambert joins us, probably from the duck blind. Right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we ain't talking credit cards. We're talking fishing lures. The plastic man, Ryan Lambert, joins us. Ryan, are you out in the blind on this uh, second to last day of the first split of the duck season? Nope, I got tired of it. I'm heading for Mexico. You got tired of it? <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah. I've been sitting in that blind waiting for nothing for the split now. <laughs> Mom, what, what is going on, crazy. man? Where's the birds? I don't know. They, I had a guy just come out. I still got this cold, too. I, I just come out of uh, South Dakota. He said there's water everywhere, ducks everywhere still up there. They're hunting T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, that ain't crazy. helping. That is not helping. North Mississippi's well, got an awful lot of birds, too. Yeah. But if it's 80 well, degrees we'll... and you're sitting there, you know, it's been, it's been a very tough week, I tell you. And thank God for the yeah. fish. Cause, uh, yeah. The ducks just aren't there. Well, what's going well, on with I, the river? It looks like we're going to get another rise creeping up, huh? It's going to go to 10 and a half this week. Mm. So, you know, that's okay. You know, it's... Uh, Kind of gangs our redfish up on the east side that are far, so they're easy to target. And the west side, you know, ten ten's not too bad on the west side. The trout will still be there. You know, uh, it, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we just need to get a few cold fronts. We got little one today, and we got another one Tuesday. But we need some big ones. We need to get the the north froze up a little bit so we can get some ducks down here. I've never seen nothing like it. You know, you can look on on, on uh, social media, and you know, you'll see. A couple of guys in central Louisiana have ducks, uh, some of them in the north, even mallards. For the most part, it's pretty it's pretty, it's pretty void of ducks. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so, well, like you say, thank God for the fish. Are you all still uh, chasing those schools of reds offshore or more back on no, the backside? No, on the... no we, we've been fishing uh, keeper reds and uh, trout. You know, there's been a good bit of trout around, so we'll just go in the evening and you know, depending on if the wind's blowing hard or not, and we'll win both sides too. We hit the east side, the west side, catching trout on both sides. Even with the river like it is, the trout are still right there, hanging close. So, um, and like I said, thank goodness for that. And the water's real clear, so I could sight fish and fly fish and do my thing. So uh, I've been happy there. I just get in the I just get in the boat and you know, if I'm not. Don't have a fishing trip myself. I just go out there by myself and sight fish, you know, just with my little crappie rod and have fun with the reds. So 
the boys have been very busy. We, we're very busy. We just, you know, it's hard to kill ducks. Yeah. Well, you just got to lower expectations and be happy with a few birds when that's all you got because you certainly don't have any control over the, you know, what's there until. Uh, yeah. Well, know, th- we thank get... goodness that we are where we are and we have, you know, instead of sitting there moping and playing cards, at least we can go fishing to catch a bunch of fish. So. <laughs> now you mentioned you're going to Nolajase down in Mexico. What you've been getting any reports there? Do they have any ducks down there? Yeah, they're killing redheads and uh, pintails pretty good. Uh, you know they'll. They said he killed 30 to 50 a blind, which is, you know, <laughs> it's a lot better than what I'm doing. So yeah. I'm going to go down and hopefully shoot some, some pintails. Because uh, I tell you yeah. what, I haven't seen that many pintails. Yeah. You know, I had a listener text us uh, believing that they should standardize the, the limits, uh, that the higher bag limits in Mexico and South America really hurts the population here. Well, how do they justify having those generous limits down there? Certainly because they have the birds, but uh, since it's a, a species that's managed continent-wide, why would they not lower the limits or equalize them for all areas? There's only 100 people hunting in the whole country. Ah, versus so the there's, there's, yeah. there's 400, <laughs> 400 in Venice. There's more people in Venice alone than they got in the whole country of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, well, that explains it, yeah. You know, they don't so, have guns, and, and yeah. you have to belong to the, you know, it's it's unbelievable what you have to go through just to have a gun there. So and that's why, you know, it, they just don't care. Just like in Canada, people just don't care about it. You know, they they farmers and they're nuisance to them. Please come shoot these things. So yeah. it's different, you know. If uh, here we hunt, I mean, I mean, everybody and their brother got a mud boat, and we all hunt. And it was like that in Mexico, where you'd have to have those same limits. So, but uh, myself, I, I don't have to kill it all, you know. I'm gonna shoot just males. I'm gonna shoot a, a few, and I'm happy, you know. I don't just like when I hunt doves. I shoot a, a certain number, and I quit. You know, I don't have to shoot a hundred boxes or or whatever, you know. You, not everybody's pigs, so you know you get first timers down there, and they want to shoot everything they can. But uh, after you go a few times, and then you you kind of moderate that and do the right thing. But you for know, people there's, coming there's down, uh, for people coming down to fish, uh, update me on the, the launch situations. Are there problems with the river being up that high with access to the the launches that are down there? I'm not talking about the commercial. I'm talking about the little public launches and stuff. No, um, right now, well, Fort Jackson is silted in. You can't, you get, you can't get out of there more than unless you got a mud boat. But mm-hmm. to fish, uh, the launch is okay. You know, ten foot still fine. It won't be in the parking lot much. It goes up there twelve, fourteen, then it's in the parking lot. Then you can drive it through water just to launch your boat. So, right now, ten and a half, no problem at all. So, you know, they're still catching snappers when they can on the weekends, and uh, there's trout down the river too. So. Uh, it's been good. Now, some of that's going to change this week when that river comes that high. You know, there'll be different places. You just have to really know what you're doing when it gets to you know, mm-hmm. 10, 11 foot. And it pushes them. and you know, just pushes them around. They don't leave. It just it just moves them. You know, they still got plenty of fish towards towards the Grand Isle area, too. So you just have to pick it. You know, there's not as many fishermen right now as they have in the summer, too. So it's a lot nicer out there. Yeah, Ryan is Joe out in the blind. Maybe we'll give him a call a little yeah. bit later on, and see if how he's doing. Yeah, yeah we'll give we'll check yeah, with him Joe, and see. Joe, Cody, Manuel, I, I I have six blinds, hoping that uh, this wind will push some birds with his front. Yep. 
Well, cool. look, enjoy your time in Mexico, and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back. Yeah, I'll be there next week. I'll talk to you from Mexico next Saturday. All right. Speak English, though. No, no hables español. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right, you, Ryan. See ya. CajunFishingAdventures.com. I'll tell you what, he speaks very fluent Spanish. He would amaze you. All right, we're coming back right after this. Got some text messages, and we're going to put a wrap on this one and tell you what's coming up on our live stream show called More Outdoors right after this. All right, taking a look at our text message board, we were asking you for a favorite uh, breakfast spot on the way to the fishing hole. Here's one uh, for Navarre's Bakery in Springfield, Louisiana. They have delightful biscuits. I have to try that. I do like a good biscuit. And here's one that just says, very simply, Pop-Tart. Really? Pop-Tart? Although, I used to take Pop-Tarts when I went deer hunting. I seemed to have a lot more better luck when I had a Pop-Tart. Maybe it was attracting them. I don't know. Uh, here's one that says, the fines for the idiots breaking the law are way too low. I agree on some of them. Uh, in some cases, they're adequate. But a lot has to do with what the judge gives them. Sometimes the possible fines are right, but the judges decide to give them way less. In fact, go on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and read the transcript of the sentencing of Gilvin Oquan, the shooter of the whooping crane. You really want to get sick? Read that. Uh, Here's one from a listener in Redwood, Mississippi. They're in a tree stand right now listening to us. Lots of duck hunters on Steel Bayou. They're four miles east of the Mississippi River, have not had a duck in their slough for years, but this year, Filled with mallards, wood ducks, and green-winged teal. Good sign. Think they're here because we don't hunt them. Good possibility. Uh, Here's a congratulations, Don, to your Rumble Raiders with their state champion victory. That's from our Alabama listener, good friend David Hubble. Uh, Here's one. If you're headed to Gulf Shores or Mobile Bay, Dick Russell's exit 15B off I-10 in Mobile. They open about 530. Great breakfast, homemade biscuits, hash browns made from real potatoes. Jules and Ocean Springs drive service as well. Uh, Don, the mild weather has the deer hunting messed up too. Uh, Mild weather affects deer movement. Uh, I don't believe it affects the rut. Rut is strictly triggered by photoperiodism, length of the day, same time every year the rut occurs in certain areas, and it is different from area to area. But weather, yeah, if you got some cold, windy frontal systems, yeah, it definitely stimulates deer movement. And here's a vote for pennies in Delacro. Y'all know where that is. It's down on the on the four lane on the right-hand side as you're headed down. And it's not all the way in Delacro, though. I think it's more uh, towards Violet area. All right, uh, that's about going to wrap it up for us. What's coming up if you're staying with us? Uh, go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and there's a lot of other places you can stream it. It's called More Outdoors. We continue this program for two more hours. We have special guests. This morning, because it is the final weekend of the first split of Louisiana duck season, we're going to visit some duck blinds in Delacro, down near the mouth of the river in Buras. We're going to take you out west. Uh, we're going to go up to Catahoula, talk to Blake Swallow, uh, maybe check in with Kirk Stansel and Hackberry over there in the southwestern part of the state. He was probably having one of the best seasons of anybody reporting, but for the most part, there's been a few bright spots. Uh, we had a fairly good hunt in Delacro with uh, Mike Smith and Hopefully we'll talk to him. You can catch that on this week's edition of Bayou Wild TV. But for the most part, it's kind of been off and on, a little sluggish. And uh, maybe when we get some front systems in and uh, maybe some hard, colder weather up north where they do not have places where 
The water doesn't freeze, and it's full of unharvested corn. Maybe some of those birds will come down here. All right, uh, someone's saying the whooping crane man was connected. Give me some more information about that. If you've got some evidence of that, I'd certainly like to know about it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. So it's a quick two hours. We've got two more coming up and more outdoors. Hope you join us for that, and certainly hope you'll be back with us again. We say goodbye to our affiliate stations. Hope you'll join us again next week for another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.